We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you will get actionable business advice, hear stories from industry leaders, and share a laugh with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy one conversation at a time. There he is. Hello. Hello, Hello. Kyle. How are you both doing? Doing great. We are great. Been looking forward to this. Um, yeah. If nobody knows, it's Kyle McCormick. Uh, He's actually been on the podcast before, and I think uh, Marsha and I like, had a- Like twice. I think you, you've done a podcast with Mark and Josh, and then I think you've also done one with Will. Sorry, on the Catalyst podcast. On the He's Catalyst. Been on there yes, on the and Catalyst podcast. You and I were at a trade show, and, did, mm-hmm. and it had to be Josh and Mark. It had to be them. I'm sure it was lovely, but I didn't get to enjoy it. You know, we started this <laughs> podcast for our personal enjoyment, not to share it with somebody else. You know, I'm sure it was still a, a very enjoyable episode. Not I mean, for me. I, I enjoyed the first 10 minutes I listened <laughs> you're, to this you're, morning. You're, so. get, you're getting the wrong. I've, I've got a me focus today. Yes. It's like yes. I didn't get to enjoy it. Now I'm getting to enjoy it now. I'm pretty sure everybody who's listened to our podcast realizes it's, it's always all about you. I'm curious, what are the orange books? I've always wondered what That's the orange books are. That's probably not oh. what they're thinking, So the Marcia. orange books, and uh, let's see, uh, the happiness advantage. And the introduction to electronic data processing. Yes. Okay. So a very old computer book. There, it was an orange book, and it fit the decor. <laughs> yep. Aren't you glad? I so. see it in all the uh, all the episodes, so I've been curious what, what you're reading over there. Nice. Well, how the heck are you? We're decorating. We're not reading. Good. <laughs> what, what's weather like up there? Uh, it's fall. It's yeah. definitely fall weather now. Yeah. Um, probably 60s, uh, 40s overnight. So, yeah, it's a little Tell me more. What is this fall and what is it like yeah, What is West fall like? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, sunny. Uh, leaves are coloring. Um, pumpkins are being picked. It's, it's great. Yeah. I yeah. think our high for the day is supposed to be 85, but it feels like 90 still. <laughs> Remind everybody what city you're in. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. the true fall. Not very far yeah. away from um, some of our folks up there. Mm-hmm. Um, our the, CEO the other, and the other twenty uh, percent of does, our staff is. Up does he ever there. come see you? I've invited him. No, I have not. Uh, yeah, I know he's pretty close by. But oh I, well, wow! I think he's south of the city. Yeah. Um, Wait, I love your background. Call out Rise in. CEO like that. Rise in. Why did I call out? To- I just asked if you've been to see him. I can go see him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anytime. Uh, anybody's welcome. Yep. Yeah. I, I see. Um, all right. And so, uh, Kyle, I remind everybody he's got the Cost Plus Pharmacy, mm-hmm. the original Cost Plus Pharmacy. Um, unfortunately, he's not a celebrity yet. And so, had he been, it would have been after the only episode, cost. I have high hopes. You have high hopes. We're, we're going to make him. This. We're going to make him a celebrity today. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been laughing. Our, our CFO did a quarterly uh, report uh, this morning. A little three-minute thing posted on. I think Marshall leaked it on the internet, but uh, where uh, he uh, had ChatGPT convert. He said 80% of our well, staff's in the South. And so he had chat GPT convert what he'd I've, normally say to Southern speak. <laughs> so constantly we're constantly uh, harassed. We're, we're moseying into the next quarter. 
I have constantly <laughs> harassed Jeff and I'm like, okay, that that's great. That's our language, but that's not somebody else's language. Stop using acronyms. Well, like, she's big on acronyms. Uh, and, and somehow we in, inherited, when we joined Red Cell, mm -hmm. inherited a bunch of acronyms. Yep. And I'm like, that's great. We know these acronyms, but the people we're talking to don't know these acronyms. I know. And Are you so, talking about Mosey? I know what Mosey is. Yeah. Mm. Well, the CFO acronyms. So in this podcast, uh, oh, acronyms, we will yeah. not talk about CPP instead of cost plus pharmacy, right? <laughs> so, so, so we have a yes, CPP episode, up in here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yes. Following this episode, it will be ran through ChatGPT and southernized just like our CFO did his quarterly report. And it was just, it's classic. Uh, oh, it's classic. So... Anybody who's listen who listens or watches, um, go check out uh, my yeah, LinkedIn page. Go check page. out the LinkedIn too. Yeah, uh, I'll share oh, nice. it too okay. when I get done with yep. here. So what's been up with you? What so, is uh, new exciting stuff? In what's Kyle's new? World? Just uh, continuing to grow the cost plus model and make a case for why we don't need insurance involvement in any generic prescription drugs. Uh, that's really what's new and what's old. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and growing. I think yeah, you're growing. Uh, yeah. Craig, uh, our CEO, uh, said he talked to somebody in Pennsylvania that he knows. He was like, who uses your pharmacy? And was like, yeah, I can't believe, you know, my prices are cheaper than my insurance copay. So yeah, I, no, uh, our word's been getting out about us, which is great. Uh, we've been growing steadily every day since we opened. <laughs> so let's and, remind uh, everybody the model. Yeah, the model yes, is the cost plus model. Uh, what that means is we take our price that we buy the drug at, add on a dispensing fee. And so we charge for the service of dispensing, not for the product that we're selling. And then uh, that's the price that the patient pays. We don't bill any third parties at all. Don't have any contracts signed. Uh, it's just right. Uh, the patient, nothing's off formulary as long as it's within the patient's budget and it's a good drug for the patient. It's mm -hmm. um, the price they pay. Hmm. And, and, um, so those are individuals kind of word of mouth. Are there any, have employers signed up where they signed up? Hey, I'm an employer. I don't really, I can't afford health insurance for my employees. I got four of them, but I'm going to uh, pay for the cost plus pharmacy. Yeah. So employers we're working on, it hasn't been a focus just because their buy cycle is a little longer and okay. we've been had a decent bit of success with uh, direct to consumer, but we have had direct primary care offices sign on. So mm -hmm. pretty much every direct primary care office in, in Pittsburgh uh, has all of their members as members of our pharmacy. They don't have to fill with us, but it allows us to do things like chart reviews and, and different care uh, services for their, for their mm -hmm. members. So they pay the membership fee and you're doing chart reviews and things like that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. But, and they all also get all the dispensing services too. So it, I know uh, in pharmacy world, we often... Um, view it kind of encroaching on our territory whenever direct mm -hmm. primary care does dispensing uh -huh. but what i learned is that actually that a lot of the direct primary care offices don't do it because they like dispensing they do it as uh mm. they send a patient out into the pharmacy world and then the patient gets dinged with a hundred dollar copay right. and they're like wait i can buy this bottle of a thousand for ten bucks why are they being charged so much mm -hmm. so then they just said well if we can't find a pharmacy that'll do it, we'll just do it in house because it's very inexpensive to do. So, and so, what, how many other pharmacies are you working with on this on your many, program? How many would you say that you're working with? So we're just a single pharmacy. Okay. Uh, we do we do offer what's called cost plus pharmacy consulting. Okay. Um, and we have a website called costplusphormacies.com uh, where other cost plus pharmacies can sign up to have their prices displayed. Also, uh, 
So the consulting services is we help get the pharmacies launched with either a membership offering or mm-hmm. uh, as a cost plus pharmacy itself. Um, so we're working with probably about a total of 10 pharmacies at the moment okay. between both of those offerings. I see where you're the co-owner of Cost Plus Consulting. Who, who's the other owner? The same other owner at Blueberry Pharmacy, Ravi Patel. Okay. He's, okay. A, he's a pharmacist and a professor at University of Pittsburgh, teaches their innovations course there. So we're co-owners on both of, uh, both ventures. So one of the things you talked about, um, or I've talked to you about before, was, uh, I think, was limiting the size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we have talked to, oh no, now I'm, I, now I'm starting to question myself. You, you and I have talked on the been... phone about several okay, things. Okay, so maybe, I, I know uh, we've talked on yeah. the phone, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I remember, I, was... I, I could swear you talked about in your model that um, you're only gonna grow to a certain size and then have another pharmacy. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that still true? Is that still the plan? Yeah, probably, just because I think there's an inherent, um, one, I don't like mail order. I think it's a current necessity, but um, I honestly think we'll do less mail order over, over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you limit your geographic scope, then really uh, once you've served that community, once you have a certain uh, percentage of that community, um, then your next step is to put one in another, another community. So I imagine with time, yeah, the I think you might even be referencing uh, the last podcast that we I was talking with uh, Josh and mm-hmm. Devon, um, and we talked about kind of the number being 2,000 members. Okay. I still think that's a pretty good number. In fact, we're probably right around that point right now uh, between our DPC members and our direct-to-consumer uh, to members. So I think, that, you know, we probably could start up another location at this point. Um, right now, I don't know that I'm mentally prepared to start. <laughs> it's just another, another. So that's why uh, we focus more on consulting and helping pharmacies across the country uh, open up their own cost plus, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I also think, you know, instead of recreating the wheel, there's already a pharmacy in every community across the country. So mm-hmm. why don't we just, the fastest way to scale this model isn't to open up individual stores across the country, it's to turn the switch for every pharmacy across the country to just say they, there's a better way of doing pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a more direct way of doing pharmacy without third parties uh, and here's how you do it. So that's the fastest way to grow it. And that's kind of how we plan to do it. Can I transition? I mean, if I'm doing that, let's say I'm in um, so-and-so city, North Carolina, do I have to like Friday, I close my doors as a third party pharmacy and Monday I open it up as, as cost plus only no third parties, or is there a way to migrate from one to the other? What's the transition? There's like? definitely you, you can transition. I would argue that um, if you're a new grad, low debt, not too common, but like if, if you're ready to just <laughs> if you're ready to just put in the hours, or even not even a new grad, but like if you're a couple years out of practice, ready to like just put in the hours and, and grind it out, you're probably easier starting up from scratch. Okay. Than transitioning. Um, transitioning comes with several challenges. One. Uh, as especially Marsha, you would know, like marketing message, right? So right. you, you got to completely change your marketing message. Yeah. Um, you go from marketing a pharmacy that does everything to a pharmacy that does one thing really well. Um, uh, we take all insurances one day, we take no insurance the next day, right? right? Mm. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's a retraining of your entire demographic. We encourage people that are transitioning to kind of uh, almost... Uh, create a whole separate brand around their cost plus model. 
Okay. Just so that they can say, you know, uh, this is, um, you know, this is our cost plus program. It's a member program and here's the membership and here you get cost plus pricing. So mm. transition probably works best through a membership model where once you pay for the membership, you get the cost plus pricing. Right. Um, the other challenge too is really the selling down of your inventory. So uh, our whole first year of business, we had $5,000 of inventory on the shelves. If you look at a traditional pharmacy, they have $150,000 worth of inventory or more. Okay. Mm, and so it's like, okay. how do you, how do you go? You can do it, but like, um, you got say six bottles of Eloquis on the shelf and you say so you s- sell down that Eloquis and then next month that patient needs that Eloquis, you say, yeah, sorry, we're not stocking that anymore. It's just a little bit more challenging right. conversations to have versus if you start up from scratch, you never carry the Eloquis to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think, um, it definitely is easier to start from scratch, um, easier in, in the the marketing message and the actual uh, logistics of it, but probably it also comes with challenges in that, like you've got to um, create the whole um, a whole new business, and there's other definitely headaches that come come with starting from scratch. But um, uh, I do think it probably is easier to yeah. do it that way. Do you have another? So. I'm just trying to think like, you know, have you thought about creating kind of a step-by-step process of, th- of kind of thinking and walking through? So like I'm an established pharmacy and I'm, I'm curious about this program and the benefits yeah. and I want to start transitioning. Okay. Like what are some recommendations that you might put in place? Yeah, I think the first step is that membership piece. Um, mm-hmm. And I think even if pharmacies aren't doing a cost plus model, I think memberships are really important. Um, and been advocating for this for a while, but, um, so you could carve out a membership program. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sounds like it. And your membership doesn't even have to be cost plus, right? So pharmacies give everything away for free. I mean, (laughs) whether it's delivery or packaging or, uh, MTM, it's just like, everything's free. Uh, whereas all of those come with a cost. And so one way to put a low cost to the patient and start actually recapturing some of that value is through a membership. So bundling some of those things you're already doing for free and putting it into a membership. So cost plus aside, we encourage all pharmacies to consider a membership for things like delivery, mailing, mm-hmm. um, MTM, uh, packaging services, uh, things that you're currently doing for free, but there is a sometimes a significant cost to those right. services. So, um, so membership doesn't just mean cost plus. Um, and if you look across the board, really independents are the farthest behind on this. You have GoodRx Gold that has a million plus uh, members. You have mm. CVS CarePass where they're encouraged to sign up, I think, 10 new ten new people a day to CVS CarePass. It's one of their metrics. Mm. Now, GoodRx um, Gold includes uh, a telehealth pack piece, doesn't it? I think it's discounted telehealth. Yeah, discounted yeah. telehealth, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Any play all, for so- you there? I thought about it. Um, we have such good, I hate to step into the health provision side just because uh, we have good PCP yeah. connections mm-hmm. and, and referrals and our relationship with DPC where all of them have. So I'd encourage people to sign up with DPC and then get a, a free membership with us, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, you have Walgreens Savings Club, you have GoodRx Gold, you have. Um, uh, trying to think some of the other ones um costco has a uh a, you know added benefit if you're a costco member 
Um, you don't have to be a Costco member to use their pharmacy, but they have additional savings if you are a member of Costco. Um, so hmm. if you look at independence, I don't know of many, I mean, I know some now because we've helped them launch memberships, but I don't know of many independents over the last, within outside of the last year that have memberships for their pharmacy. Do you think there's an appetite for a, a group of independents advertised price where here's our cost plus price mm -hmm. and you I get this at 4,000 independent pharmacies across the country? I don't just because I, I, well, I think it's important for independents to have a membership offering, but I think each, because we're independent, I think each in, independence offering is going to be very unique. Um, and, and that same with cost plus, I think the one, one thing I have against the nationwide celebrity cost plus that you mentioned early, earlier is, um, each person's cost of dispense is different. I'm in Pittsburgh. It's a lower cost of living than San Francisco. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to have a higher cost of dispense there, probably $10 per prescription versus mm -hmm. maybe $8 here. Or not only that, but the different services that are provided too. We might, we might, um, have, you know, very, very, um, personalized service for each customer. Whereas there's going to be a Walmart of cost plus that comes out. Maybe it is the nationwide version where it is cost plus $3 cost plus $5, but you can't talk to anybody. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so I think that though there will be version chain versions of cost plus, um, probably every chain is going to eventually have to have cost plus. I have a bet going on with my other pharmacist. He, I, I, um, I made the bet that within three years, every uh, fifty-one percent of the pharmacies or more will be cost plus in their in their pricing models. Um, okay. He says it'll he says it'll take longer than three mm. years, but uh, well, something yeah. that could speed it up is the whole DRR mm -hmm. in January, right? Oh, sure, sure. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I just talked to a pharmacist last night that sent out letters to two thousand patients saying we're no longer taking your insurance in twenty twenty four. Wow. He's only That's... taking um, cert one Medicare plan and, and Medicaid, which Medicaid is carve out, which if you look at Medicaid as an indicator of cost plus, um, the fastest growing type of Medicaid is uh, uh, an ADAC or a, a similar plus mm -hmm. model. Did he um, say in that letter, cost. we're not going to take your insurance, but we believe that our price for you will be cheaper than your copay? I don't know that he said, I didn't see the letter, but I don't know that it's cheaper than copay is how he phrased it, but basically... Mm. You probably won't have to pay that much more if you have to okay. pay more at all. Like it often less, but sometimes even um, you know sometimes more, but not much more. I don't know, huh, but it's, it is it is yeah, crazy. There's like, that messaging. If the letter started off with "We're no longer taking your insurance," yeah. I don't need to read any further. <laughs> they may not read any further. They yeah. may not read any further. You definitely have to phrase it right. Yes, yes. Yeah, to me, I'd have been more tempted to let them come in. And, yeah, and then and, like and tell them, hey, no, we don't take your insurance anymore, but I have it to cash cheaper than your copay yeah. would have been. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know what kind of message they did to the, but there's a social media post for the pharmacy that recently did something similar where they stopped taking insurance, um, which got very positive feedback actually from patients that seem to be in that community. It's uh, Forest Park Pharmacy out of Texas. Okay. They stopped taking insurance okay. or compounding pharmacy that did, um, that does commercially available product as well. And they transitioned to a cost plus model uh, alongside their, their compounding pharmacy. Huh. Hmm. So right. I, I, it's just going to keep happening and people actually um, we talk about services in pharmacy and uh, I'm convinced that there's nothing wrong with providing a, n a number of services but I'm convinced that anymore one of the big, biggest differentiating services in pharmacy setting is just picking up the phone 
Yeah, <laughs> it's that bad in chain mm-hmm. world. Well, yeah. it's that it's and, that and, bad in chain and, world. And you have to, you know, people have to the the the, the it has to transition. You know, mm-hmm. you're seeing it with walkouts at Walgreens and stuff like that as they try to cut cost. You know, below what's what what is viable. Uh, you know, for years you gave away services for the product, and as product gets cheaper. It, the model's got to change. Yeah. And, and it is it, neat. It'll be, I think we need to look back and see you were kind of at the beginning of that model change. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to NCPA? I won't be there now. Next year I will what? be. Sorry. We're not going to see Kyle in I'm NCPA. I'm surprised you, they didn't have you speak. I think that's super interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're pushing the, uh, the bright tree. What do you think about the bright tree model? The embedded, um, Im- embedded my, my concern. Yeah. Uh, I like it, but um, I also, just because we have such great relationships with primary care. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Yeah. I really, um, I can't become a competitor with them. Yep. Um, Yeah. And then secondly, I don't like the messaging of, you're going to pay for the, the way it's messaged is have have an NP or somebody and then just throw in some bucket of meds for free to your membership. Right. But we have to get into the concept of pharmacy of, it's not about the meds and their costs. It's about the service of dispensing. Yeah. I'm not charging you for the meds. I'm charging you for the, so if I throw in a Tenelol for free, I'm yet, I'm yet again doing the service of dispensing for free. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah. about, I'm, I, I agree I with that hundred percent. Yeah. I think, you, and and uh, I think that was kind of an e-jerk response to the Amazon's $5 and so many drugs are free, but the drugs right. are given away for free or a couple of bucks. Everybody be glad to pay a couple of, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, say, hey, a membership with a discount and not give a... Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I, I like the idea of not um, giving away. Now, now, a couple of things. Now, are y'all doing compounding? No. No compounding. Um, one of the things that bothers me, and, and every model is not perfect, and I think your model is, is amazing, is the vaccinations. The fact, you know, I, I think, yeah, uh, I think uh, pharmacy has to vaccinate mm-hmm. and it has to be ready to because of it is the only source for and pandemics and things like that. So yep. th- did you do COVID vaccines, though, where they were paid for by the government? Well, the challenge is you still have to have third-party contracts um, mm-hmm. for even COVID billing. Um, so we could do medical billing. Honestly, we were so early on that um, we did do some just to get our name out there. We just mm-hmm. calmed our time. Like we did it volunteer time, um, which I don't encourage doing because you should get paid for your service. But we don't do vaccines purely because you have to involve PBMs or medical billing. I love the model of what they did for uninsured COVID vaccines, uh-huh. where they were just like, here's a pot of money. Basically, build that. Yeah. If they if they did that mm. for every vaccine, because it is a societal benefit. So, um, really, I hope that the vaccines in the future just aren't a part of, um, you know, any specific insurer. They're they're actually just paid for out of a big pot of money. And that's right. because vaccines that. are too expensive for somebody to pay cash. Is that general what that is? Yeah, and generally, I mean, even if you look at Medicare, most plans it's actually a requirement to cover them in some degree, uh, if not make them free. So, like. Yeah, nobody wants to pay even thirty bucks if they can get it for free, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's so, interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, because if you involve a third party, then one's going to pay you two dollars, right. one's going to pay you twenty dollars, one's going to pay you forty dollars, and I'm not in control anymore. Whereas I yeah. control everything in our model. Yeah. So it's one of the things as that if that model grows and succeeds. One of the things we're going to have to solve, one of the things we're going to have to lobby and and solve is going to be the way public health approaches vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not not super opposed to doing medical billing, I won't lie. 
Um, the problem is like, it takes away our focus. And right. I, I think of like the, mm -hmm. um, keep our one thing, the one thing until we hit scale, until we're done growing in a sense with our yeah. cost plus model, mm -hmm. until everybody understands cost plus, there's no sense adding complexity to that. So patients aren't expecting us right now to do vaccines. Um, yep. Hey everybody, because if you didn't notice, he just focused. referenced the one thing. So if you had to keep the one thing, the one thing. If you yeah. haven't the read the book, thing. if you haven't read the book, the one thing, it's a good book about or watch city slickers. And, and it's so and good. And, 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 I, and I think what you guys are hearing here yeah. is a focus uh, mm -hmm. and saying, "Hey, yeah, that's good." And pharmacy ought to mm -hmm. be doing it. But I've created these rules to focus and to he's, succeed. He's found his one thing and to I'm, make his pharmacy and I'm gonna, succeed. Yeah, right. And I'm going to focus. Yeah. Um, our, our mission our mission is uh, somewhat stolen from Tesla, but it's to accelerate America's transition to a fair and transparent pricing model. Mm -hmm. And so until that mission's accomplished, we're not really looking to, you know, change that. So it completely, you're, you're right on. Nice. Do you have anything else before I hit my stuff? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious I, I, more well, about. I have one comment around. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, this, this past week, uh, just the craziest thing happened. So we started tracking, um, we have whiteboard in our, because we, we understand that as prices become normalized, as more and more people do cost plus, okay, it, you can start promoting your service more and what differentiate you. Like right now, our message okay. up, up until recently has been, and still, still it is because we still are one of the lowest cost providers in mm -hmm. the area and even in the market. Uh, but our focus has been purely on cost and, um, you know, save money, eliminate insurance, you'll pay a lower price. But mm -hmm. as more people do that, then it's more about service, which is beautiful because yep. we, um, we, we have great service. So one of the things that we started doing is actually tracking our, on a whiteboard, the number of drug therapy problems that we resolve for patients. Nice. Um, and so we have it, you know, prominently displayed to the public and, uh, uh, this past week, somebody came in and she's like, you know, my, my husband has all these meds and he doesn't fill them here, but I'm curious if you offer a service where we can just go through them and discuss mm -hmm. if he needs to be on all of them. And I'm like, yeah, it's called what you're looking for. It's called medication therapy management. And we charge $20 per 10 minutes. So it just depends on how long it takes. But as a service that we offer, she's like, that's fantastic. How do I schedule that? <laughs> actually no, it's, it's said, great my wife would do that with her parents uh, yeah. if you were here in if you were in uh, Shreveport Louisiana she would mm -hmm. she'd be all over that yeah. yeah and the one thing that made it easy sell to her was the fact that I said what you're looking for is MTM and so we do it all the time here's every time that we've you know I pointed over to the whiteboard and I said here's every time that we've optimized a patient's medication list and we've only been tracking that for like three weeks now I said this is all everything that we've uncovered just in three weeks Mm -hmm. And she was like, whoa, how do we schedule that? <laughs> and so that's awesome. So I think it, it really off, uh, you know. Well, and yes, taking we that data and creating a message that you could hand out to a patient that walks in and you give them th three new prescriptions yeah. and yeah. kind of creating that pamphlet or whatever that goes inside that and kind of, hey, so here's what we do. Here's some information on it and data. I think that would be powerful. And yeah, and I would, kind and of I would go to program. assisted living. Yes. I'd go to the nurses and assisted living and that, because mm -hmm. the, normally the people filling their scripts with them are just doing what the doctor said and said, yep. and then, Hey, we offer service, you know, if you, that, you know, we'll analyze this. It, can we offer it to the patients? You know, we, mm -hmm. we, you know, nothing you guys have to cover. Can we offer it to them? Right. Um, and I, and I think so I bring that up because 
so often we, we, we hope that like third parties will pay for something or that's, you know, we're, we're trying to get a, an MTM or something covered by insurers, but we often forget the end patient is a payer too. Right. And then mm-hmm. we can just go directly to the end patient. And we're not cost, talking about crazy costs as compared no. to going to the hospital or, yeah. you know, because my meds are wrong or, or something like that. And it's just, yep. Or you were given meds that you maybe didn't con tell the doctor that you were on this and he prescribed these other things and, oh, you got this at CVS. And then we came over here and got mm-hmm. this at your pharmacy and didn't tell you about this medication that, oh, back over here. And so, yeah, I think that's very vital. And, and the, my biggest thing is that patient education is that piece of the patient education is missing. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was until started mm-hmm. dealing with my wife's parents mm-hmm. and just, it just don't, you know, and, well, and, and, and some pa- of the pharmacies patients, who are doing that kind of more of the long-term care pharmacies well, just really aren't looking at it. Patients, no. the thing on the, on the patient side of thing is that they don't know. They're, they know this doctor gave uh-huh. them this medication. It's cool. Now this other doctor gave this medication. It's cool. And well, it's even all the fine. same doctor. Sometimes the doctors <laughs> don't. Yes. I mean, it, the doctors yes. just make silly, I don't know, because they don't get any yeah. education on, on mm-hmm. drugs. Yep. They, mm-hmm. they don't have, you know, I was talking to, um, to Josh Howell the other day and I would almost, this has never happened, but the perfect world is that physicians diagnose mm-hmm. and pharmacists treat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the doctor says, here's the problem, measures the problem, but if it's going to be solved with drugs that the mm-hmm. pharmacists are choosing the drug regime. Mm-hmm. and writing the prescriptions. Exactly. That's how yep. it, now, now maybe not before pharmacists were doctors, yeah. but now that a pharmacist has a doctorate, yeah. I, I don't, I, no patient could get should get a prescription without it going, with a pharmacist looking at it um, and really thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny, cause that's, that's one of our biggest proponent, like, because we're not getting paid for dispensing, we get crappy dispensing. Uh, but we often we think of dispensing as only putting pills in the bottle. But if you look at OBRA 90, which is a law that was enacted back in 1990, it actually outlines the fact that every time you're filling a prescription, now granted this was, I think, for just Medicare, Medicaid, something like that. But the patient not only has to, the offer to, that's where the offer to counsel came from. Yep. Mm-hmm. But outlined in there is that you will review every patient's medication list and update it with allergies, medication history, other medications, You'll look for drug in, you'll look for the seven drug therapy problems. And so if that was actually happening, if people actually got paid properly for dispensing, exactly what you just described would be happening. We yep. would get that thorough review each time and we mm-hmm. wouldn't have these problems piling up for patients. Yeah. Um, uh, our and, life expectancy is declining. And I think that's because we yeah, have yeah. too many drugs that are interacting uh-huh. poorly. And eh? Well, and again, this is where, you know, patients aren't properly educated with you know, when like my mom went to the doctor and she's seen like six different doctors. And when she went to this one appointment and I went with her and they're going, okay, well, your blood sugar's a little off. And, and just sitting there, I'm like, didn't a doctor tell you you were borderline diabetic? She's like, well, yeah. Didn't that doctor also tell you that you were insulin resistant? Well, yeah. And it's just that she didn't, had I not been there, she would have not provided that information Mm-hmm. to the doctor and it's like from me being on this side of the industry um i go in and i tell the doctor everything and i walk in with any new doctor's appointment i'm like here's my family history here's my latest mm-hmm. blood work like they get a 50 page document practically and they're like very well put together and yeah. so yeah. i'm I'm, in, I'm more about information overload like yeah yeah 
provide everything so you don't screw up my health. Yeah, she's definitely information <laughs> overload, overshare. No. <laughs> well, All right, so, member, so you're going to miss my speech at NCPA. Hang on. You heard uh, I, slow well, down I, there. I, I want to go back um, to the fall bug. So you live in like like prime it's hiking okay. He never territory. gets any sun in Pennsylvania. Yeah, That's vitamin better. D deficiency. Yeah, he's got to have a he's got to have a sun lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what was yeah, on the over trees his head are right gorgeous now. though, but I no, know. they don't get a lot of sun. But I mean, remind me again, how old are your kids? Uh, we have a five year old and a th almost three year old. And so, like, I've uh, like we've been hiking a few times, and we see the parents that are like backpacking the baby on them, and I'm like, I love my kids, but I'm sorry, <laughs> I would not be that committed to hiking. But I mean, do do you take the five year old hiking or like in any bike trails or? Uh, this past summer we didn't do too, too, as much, but last summer we um, we did go camping a decent bit. Uh, the summer just didn't work out as as much, but um, mm. we went camping once this, this summer. They love camping, so that's a, really our thing. Hiking, not a yet. Bit. <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> so what's a hike for you? How far is a hike? Uh, with them? Mm -hmm. No, 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 just you. <laughs> I'm not much of a hiking guy. Oh, you're uh, not. You're you're no. okay. So you're, you're like you're a like national park guy. Yeah, yeah national okay. park. So I thought about that. I mean, for a brief moment, my wife and I said, "Hey, we ought to do a bucket list to hit all the national parks." Then realize yeah. there's like a bazillion of them. Um, yeah. So so do you have a scheme for attacking national parks? Since you like national parks, is there like a top list or something? Yeah. So we try to hit up one at least a year. Um, so we're probably not going to hit all of them. Okay. This this year we chose to go to Iceland instead. Um, oh, so cool! Literally, we, we might cool. Yeah, we, yeah. So we might. Uh, yeah, it is literally cold. <laughs> uh, uh, I wish I was in Iceland in the summer. I was. Um, I've been told Iceland is green and Greenland is ice. It's still colder. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it is, a little but colder. It's, it's, correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's also rainy. Um, I wasn't that impressed. I'll be honest. Oh no! <laughs> what? It rained all four days that we were there. It was cold. Um, but it was nice. It was, it was scenic and whatnot. But so, what has been yeah, your favorite park? I love Arches National Park. Where is that? Arches would be Colorado. Arches okay. National Park. So, okay. Yeah. I had to put that on it's, the bucket list. It's the uh, one where you see the iconic arch that's like you know, um, oh, like kind of reddish color. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, Interesting. And then I also like uh, Z like Zion National Park. That's that's a really good one. Zion and Arches. Where's, where's Zion? Is that also Colorado? Zion or? Be, Zion's really close to Las Vegas. I'm not sure. Okay. Huh. Mexico is which one? Uh, that one then. It'd be New Mexico uh, or Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Okay. All right. You're going to miss my speech? Yes. Yes, Jeff's going to miss your speech. My yes. speech is, uh, I started with 10, I snorted down to five, five ways to run your pharmacy out of business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I'm going to query people for like the next six months mm -hmm. on when we're talking to smart people about what they're doing in their pharmacy for these five things. So so you get to be my first. What, what are you page. doing to combat these five things? Yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. It's, it's really yeah. a, what you should be doing. So, um, all right. So they are, and I'll, I'll give you a preview of, they are, um, they're, um, well, if you take them from Luckily, the run, you're one your way out. After out after CPA, you'll be, so you're not. No spoiler alerts. You'll be no spoiler um, alerts here. Ways to run yourself out of business. Focus on yeah. negatives. Not having goals. Um, not getting out of the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, not engaging with your staff. And oh, avoiding negative. one. Uh, goals. I've heard this already seven times. You'd think I'd have it down now. Um, I've I've given a couple of good. 
Right, let's so we'll start one, with. Let's so, take them one by. Okay, go let, ahead. Let's do one by one. What's the okay? So vote, uh, negative. Ha, keep it a positive attitude. So, oh, so yeah, the world's okay. full of negative with PBMs and pharmacy not getting paid. Mm -hmm. What do you do to maintain a positive attitude yourself and Instead a positive attitude for your staff? Instead of looking at a glass half empty, how do you look at yeah. it as? Oh, yeah. it's actually half. Anything full. positive there that you do? Well, luckily in the Costas world, everything's positive. No, it's uh, pretty no, no good. Yeah. I gotta do. We got. I got a fist bump like you were here. That was that was good. Okay. Yeah, there's no DIR fees, no uh, no losses, no no negative um, claims, no coupon fees, nothing. So, so we're it's all we're positive. dreaming about 2024. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. All right. So so the generally the so generally staff's positive because everything's on a positive uh, positive, a positive note. Oh, yep. And what what I'll say mm -hmm. also around that is. Um, students love coming here, not because I'm a great teacher or anything like that, but I ask them every time, what's your favorite th thing about this rotation? And they say it's talking to patients and talking to the patients that have an $800 copay on a medication. And then we get to tell them, oh, you get it here for 60 bucks. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? How is this mm. possible? It's like, uh, I told that to one person. They're like, it's kind of like you're Oprah every day because it seems like you're giving away stuff. Like you may want to pick you, a new superhero <laughs> since she's under fire right now. Oh, come on. Don't give, <laughs> don't, don't give Oprah a hard time. Um, all right. So, well, yeah, uh, so goal so, setting. It is positive. So, goal setting? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. goal setting, um, we're due for a quarterly goal setting here, actually. So that's something that uh, I'll have to get back to you on combating. Okay. But, uh, definitely. Okay. So like goals, scoreboard. Um, we have a, oh good point. We have a scoreboard. Okay. The, mm -hmm. uh, our goal is to be the you know the best uh, customer service pharmacy. So uh, that's we track the drug therapy problems every time we identify okay. one. Okay. Okay. Uh, goals for like membership count or mm -hmm. or something like that, or y'all just kind of get them as they so, come. Yeah, we get them as they come. Um, but our, our overarching goal is still that two thousand members. Um, okay. So we're we're pretty darn close to that. So um, should be within the next year that we hit that. Nice. All right. So we know you're doing good on getting out of the pharmacy because you're talking about the relationships mm -hmm. you have with direct, um, uh, primary direct care. Primary care. Club there blah, you blah, go. Blah, you blah, got blah. it. Um, but but what's your what's your march there? Do you have hey I'm out of the pharmacy a half a day every week or how do you how do you allocate that time? Yeah. So with our role in Costco's Pharmacy Consulting, too, uh, a lot of the you know, days are. Uh, all over the place. So, um, mm -hmm. talking to you all today, um, talking to legislators that are trying to be involved in the community. So we we talked to nearly all legislators in the area, try to educate them on uh, the cost-plus model, but also just on how pharmacy works, how healthcare works. Uh, talking to newspapers and journal outlets, um, advocating for the profession state statewide so giving talks in the at the state level um giving one or two talks at a state conference this year okay. um huh? and so in precepting but just not so, an ncpa oh in the precepting ah uh, yeah yeah precepting so um precepting, you're speaking at our conference huh i'm not speaking at your conference what i will if you want me to <laughs> well i think you should i think it'd be neat to see an update of how that's going on i gotta mm -hmm. see yeah. we'll see if we got spot I have a meeting uh, next week with Will to go over okay. all of the classes for a Catalyst mm -hmm. um, event. So, yeah. oh. all right, keep going. So, legislative stuff and mm -hmm. precepting. Uh, so, talking at Duquesne next week, talking at Temple two weeks from now, talking at Pitt. Uh, so, just trying to educate the schools of pharmacy, the school, the next generation of 
A pharmacist. How did you get the relationship with the prescribers that you have? How did that happen? Charge fair and transparent prices. They I know, but how did they find out? I honestly don't know. Uh, so, so the one prescriber that regularly refers to us, um, he and I work together in Indiana PI. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we did MTM there, and um, he went and opened up a insurance-free primary care in Pittsburgh. Okay. I opened up an insurance-free pharmacy in Pittsburgh. He read us read about us in the paper. Interesting. A month after a month after we opened, and he said, "Hey, we should talk again." <laughs> and so, so they are getting in the newspaper. Kind of got uh, you that yeah, kind yeah. of great publicity. Uh, great, model. great publicity. And then uh, I think I think similarly, it might have been newspaper for the other provider um, for the direct primary care is, "Hey, we we don't work with insurance. You don't work with insurance. We hate dispensing. You you like dispensing." We should we should work together, um, and then yeah. So I think it was just um, the the uniqueness of the model. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we get brokers reaching out to us. We get uh, just because once you are transparent, people come to you because um, mm-hmm. they can actually see prices. You can't go. Mm-hmm. You can't shop healthcare. You can't shop pharmacy without involving good good or access some third party yeah and see prices especially independence you can't know what you're well and even you don't trust the good rx prices with them not having a relationship with kroger's that kroger's prices that good rx puts on there are stupid Mm -hmm. i I mean they're they're not accurate they're lies um there's some kind of estimate that they've gotten from some kind of data feed somewhere and they're not they're Mm -hmm. not accurate and so you Mm -hmm. can't trust that you know that's not transparent they're trying to they're not telling you they don't have a relationship with them and they're just telling you, mm-hmm. hey, this might be, you know, the, the, price, the price you get in the farm. Ph- I think yeah. they have a disclaimer that says the price we get to the pharmacy may be different. This is mm-hmm. just our estimate of what it'll be. So Yeah, yeah, very sure. It's we, a, um, the future of healthcare is transparent, though. And so um, if you think about anything else you buy, any other retail industry, you see a price up front and it's actually a price. Even yep. you can negotiate it down, but even cars, even purchasing a car isn't as far off as purchasing a, a, a generic drug with their usual and customary, right? Mm-hmm. If you look, usually usual and customary on a matnib is sixteen thousand, nineteen thousand dollars, right? But we buy it for twenty four dollars and fifty cents. Mm. No other retail industry has that big a discrepancy between yep. acquisition costs and usual and customary. They're made up numbers, and so um, cost plus will win out because nobody's gonna, people are gonna start distrusting places that don't show prices or don't have real prices or are artificially inflated prices. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's employers that can see that, we're, we're talking to employers and we can show them claims data right away. Hey, here's where you overpaid. Um, employers are sort, have already started questioning. I mean, that's why Cuban yep. has grown is because they're, uh, they're trans. They're looking at that transparent they're, pricing. They're still, a, they're still mm-hmm. a middleman, but, um, right. I guess a better middleman, but so I think, um, yeah, being transparent is is going to be key. And so you'll also be getting out of your pharmacy this coming mm-hmm. May and coming to Nashville to Catalyst. Yes, that's right. Uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, we haven't um, planned out our May is usually our our family travel time. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. see if it works with our national park schedule. <laughs> so um, next thing uh, in what's number employee engagement. Yep. Employee engagement. So, what are you yeah. doing How, as far what as what are you doing to engaging? engage with your employees and keep have, and keep that positive well, energy going? Yeah. yeah, we have one employee at the moment, uh, staff pharmacist, um, 
we're trying, we're currently hiring our first technician. So I'll report back on, you know, engaging with a technician, but so it's interesting. So at this point you just have two pharmacists. Yeah. My, myself, um, co-owner, he works at Pitt, uh, during the week. So he works okay. on Saturdays. Uh, and then, yeah, we just have one pharmacist on staff. And then we do, we take, we take students from the schools of pharmacy. So in terms of engaging them, it's, mm-hmm. um, very much educating. Yesterday we had our talk about how the cost plus model works. Um, and just showing them prices. They all work in community settings usually, mm-hmm. um, but they don't ever get to see prices. So, you know, they kind of, kind of walked away yesterday depressed and like, holy cow, this is completely messed up. Um, but today, they you know, they, they, lo- they love it. They, um, they love learning about how broken the system is, but also how there is a solution for the system. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then in terms of engaging Tommy, our pharmacist, so, uh, he's kind of our new lead on employer focus so mm-hmm. um creating an actual compensation mechanism for him to uh get out there and you know kind of get a commission on every time he gets an, uh, an employer on board financial uh engagement there and then from in terms of engagement um just to be excited about the mission is like he can see in real time that we're fundamentally changing how the model of pharmacy works mm-hmm. um from you know being out there a whole year before cuban launched to being out there right. and seeing six other pharmacies across the country convert to a costless model to, to really seeing that, that, that changing, uh, throughout the profession. It's just a way to engage somebody on a greater mission. Um, and I really think that mission is the ultimate importance and in, in, in engagement. Yeah. I was looking to see where I went a blank. So the, the fifth one is experimenting with new ideas and he's totally uh, into yeah. new ideas. So I, this is all about it. So he's he, already covered. Yeah. He's the experimenting. He's got the experimenting on overload. So, Oh, Mm-hmm. We, we experiment all the time too. That's one of my favorite things is since Ravi, he, he and I, um, a group of us started the innovations lab back at Pitt back when we were in pharmacy school. And he now leads the innovations lab at Pitt. So we get to engage with students and, and new ideas all the That's time. That's awesome. Um, but some of the things that we do, uh, we're, we're, we're partnered with a uh, local startup that does cardboard boxes mm. um, instead of plastic vials for prescriptions. So we actually just got... We just got our like. Do you brand, have an example you know, to show? Yeah, right here. Um, oh, that is so cool! But uh, the cool thing is, whenever you open it up, it reveals little circles and blueberries. But it's custom branded, so huh. you know it's got. Um, not so in child resistance. Yeah, it's not very child resistant. Is that is that a, is it not child resistant? Uh, it's it's more economical friendly. Yet, but, um, uh, it's actually better for uh, older patients. Be mm-hmm. with. Uh, problems because it is designed to be child resistant so i don't know if you can see but the, you can't just open it okay oh, so it's child okay. Resistant. you have to push up on the bottom and then you have to push down right here and then pull i'm okay. sorry I'm not, um and so it actually is designed to be child resistant huh. but there's testing um certification that has to go into it right um, so that's really cool uh we you, mean you can't just the, give it to your five-year-old and see if they can get into it and then call it child resistance and that work that's way. actually the testing process is yeah. <laughs> kids and see how long it takes them to take get it to it, it. So take it to like, elementary school and just pass a bunch out and see how long it takes to get in i mean like exactly. have you seen christmas time they They'll have like no problem and, getting into those yeah that's the deal with, yeah, the, with yeah. the paper mm-hmm. um, yeah. how's the how's the price point on the is that similar to Val? More? So, are we sell the environmental? It is more. So those are sixty cents a piece. Okay. Um, so it is more. And a vial is um, what ten? Vial plus lid is probably um, low end would be like twelve cents. High end would be 
60 cents probably for the mm-hmm. big vial on the lid probably actually probably more like 40 cents so definitely more but could you is is it but you're in the beginning of that would a mass production yeah. bring that cost down that's their hope um paper is the only thing that would compete uh price-wise with plastic in terms mm-hmm. of um, packaging yeah and so that's their hope is once they hit scale um that uh, can bring that down um, but there's also the marketing component. So we've had patients come directly to us just because um, they want to support things that are going green. So we have yeah. yep. a way for th- for them to just sign up and get their medications in, in, the, um, in the greener packaging. Like, yeah. I have so many questions so that's about a choice. just like the, the custom, mm-hmm. the choice, ability yeah. to like customize it to like, hey, make this oh, look like my pharmacy, my brand and... Can we do like, hey, these are your morning pills. These are your nighttime pills. Are, are they just yeah. a, a local company? Is that you You went with a packager or is, is that their business? I need business? contact information. I, I'd, I'd love for them to be it. They should be yeah, advertising like, in CPA. I, they ought to be I, a connect. I need contact information. I want I will to talk to you. them. I will get you contact information. I'm, I'm an advisor to them. I um, think that uh, having that love choice, it. I love that. Hey, you know, for a dollar you can get yeah. um, environmentally, you know, packaging and if you, uh, yeah, they're called Parcel Health, and Parcel um, they Health. are located. Okay. Their headquarters is here in Pittsburgh. Okay, um, both the owners actually live here now, but uh, I think I don't know that this will show up too well. But um, they uh, probably won't show up at all. Yeah. But um, if you go on their website, they have one of my favorite boxes of all time. Is they have a Michigan University of Michigan box, and it's got it's a box that's got the big yellow the, M mm-hmm. going across two sides. Yeah. Uh, from a branding perspective, it's it's a fantastic. Oh, look at the information and short on the screen during the podcast. Yeah. And right, I'll put that as a, t- a to do. Well, that's great. And then, so, so some of the other things we experiment with is we're always always ex- experimenting with workflow. Um, so basically, every student we get, we have them evaluate. You know, what are we doing wrong? What what can we be doing? What can we be doing better? Um, asking patients that regularly. So mm-hmm. you know, our workflow changes just about every every month in terms of ways that we optimize it, whether it's using Pioneer differently. So things like um, print cues differently, um, creating uh, different priority statuses, mm-hmm. um, using technology like um, we have a pill counter that actually just happens on the cell phone. So instead of getting like a really expensive counting device, just have an iPad that counts it right on a tray. The, the, tray, the tray was actually 3D printed. So huh. um, re- really low cost. Uh, a way of just speeding things up, making things more accurate. Interesting. Um, and we're working with a robotics company to actually do like a um, inventory management system um, where the pill bottles are actually come, you know, kind of come right to you, mm-hmm. uh, and so you don't have to deal with, um, you know, walking across the aisles and all that stuff. So, yeah. so just always experimenting with different technologies, different things. Uh, mm. Even from, uh, we were talking about Chad GPT earlier, um, delivering patient education in a diff- different way. We've experimented with creating poems to, uh, to, to, uh, oh, to, what a great counsel, idea. to counsel patients. So okay. uh, uh, one of my favorite ones was actually to a family member. I, I wrote a poem for him about the, you know, uh, one of the antibiotics that they were going to be taking uh, to, con- to highlight the, you know, the important counseling points. Um, you got it. Did you post that on LinkedIn? Uh, I don't think I posted that one. You got to post that on LinkedIn. Love I got to share it. it. That's instead a great. Of, that instead is, of what innovation. finding their chocolate, you're speaking their language. No, what? You just put in a poem. Hey, I write a little poem about taking your medication. Oh, uh, what it, a the cost. Uh, that, the cost to create is zero. 
That well, yeah, yes. no, that's, that's, the creativity that's, is is free. Yeah, you win innovator of the day. That yeah. that's that's great. Be innovative. Because I was thinking you were just going to say, hey, just rewrite it, you know, just reformat it. No, he made a point. No, he, yeah, he, he spoke their language. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. I do. And uh, then, uh, go ahead. Back to your comment about um, positivity and opposite of negativity. One of the things that we've been talking about a lot lately uh, around the walkouts and just even the students sharing stories from their experiences in traditional pharmacy models is I'm pretty convinced that about 99.9% of negativity in pharmacy is related to third parties. Yep. Mm -hmm. So once you remove that, whether it's, what do you mean it's too soon? I just got that two days ago. Or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't got that for 28 days. Right. No. Opioids and controls are a little different. But like, what do you mean I can't get my lisinopril? I'm going on vacation. Or, you know, uh, why isn't that ready? Well, it's a prior auth. All those things that people get mad about is because... Like, third parties. Third parties. I, yeah. We've mm-hmm. never had a prior auth since we've opened. Huh. We've never had a rejected claim since we've opened. There, you know, there, the there are tons spend. of pharmacists listening to this podcast going, oh, that would make me so happy. <laughs> the, the one student commented yesterday, she's like, I just can't, you know, I'm talking to somebody at the chain that she works at. She's like, I've spent zero time on the phone with insurance companies since I've come to Blueberry Pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, we, we, I had a little niece that she had a deal a couple of years through her life, maybe like five-year-old to six-year-old. Or every person mm-hmm. she opened, she'd be like, oh, it's what I always wanted. And, mm-hmm. and I hear pharmacists, so they're going to be watching this going, oh, oh it's what I always wanted. Always what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, they can do it. They I do a slight pushback, though, yeah, on, on the compounding. It, it seems like customized medicine, compounding, mm-hmm. takes us back to our roots. A lot of compounding is cash. Why the choice not to do compounding? One, it's just not a skill set that I have. Um, okay. I don't know anything. Not that I couldn't get that skill set. Um, two, upfront cost uh, in terms of getting started up. It was an unproven business model. I mean, compounding is a proven business model, but House Plus model was unproven when gotcha. we first started. So. Mm. Okay. I didn't want to invest in, you know, sterile facilities and all that stuff. So you um, don't think it's a conflict with a model. It just so hasn't I, been on your on your list. I think it's actually a really great in terms of people going hybrid or people converting is mm-hmm. if people already offer compounding, adding on cost plus is a no brainer. Yep. Um, it's, it's super simple. It doesn't add anything extra to the workflow, really. Um, and you're already heavily, if not all cash based anyhow, so you don't have to worry about third party conflicts or anything. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not at all conflicted with compounding. Yeah. So do you have a, um, do you see yourself eventually investing in and doing compounding? No, we don't have one. We don't have the space for it Two, I do think and keep the one thing, the one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So do you have like a tribe? So as the other pharmacists around the country who are doing this, do y'all get together at some time? Is there's like a cost plus crew that gets together once a year someplace? Or do y'all talk or have teams meeting or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you missed it yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> How can we uh, get the invite to join yeah. this uh, Yeah. Meeting? So there's the four of us that um, kind of the very first cost plus pharmacies across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of kept it to those four people. Um, myself, my In other words, Robbie, your invitation got lost in the mail. And, and, uh, um, and then we, we get together every every uh, every month and just share stories and, and plans and things like that. But okay, uh, on a greater scale, um, the hospitalspharmacies.com, uh, the goal there is to connect pharmacies across the country, have a singular platform, 
know, even there, our plan is to eventually scale the way that GoodRx scaled, you know. Yeah. Once we have that singular mm-hmm. source for, for cost, um, send business cards to every practitioner in those areas yep. and say, instead of you having X pharmacies card on the counter because you're concerned about a kickback or conflict of interest, mm-hmm. put this costless pharmacies card on your on your counter and patients will be able to see those savings. So y'all created a website called costplusphormacies.com? Mm-hmm. And, yep. okay. and I can put my individual pharmacies pricing on there? Exactly, yep. Okay, and what does that cost me? $50 a month. For $50 a month, I upload, manually put in, how do I put my pricing on there? We just need NDC, unit price, and okay. drug name. We so probably, we, Go ahead. Oh, oh, we probably don't in the future even need drug name. We just currently have it as a field, but really just NDC and unit costs. And then that's... that's then. So they type that, that in or they upload it. How does that work out? Yeah, they, yeah, they put it in a shared folder. Okay. Okay. And it just reads it. And right now you and have four pharmacies doing that? No, there's probably about uh, eight pharmacies on gospelspharmacy.com. Okay. And then they create their own marketing materials card, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have marketing materials for Cosplus pharmacies, but um, the goal there is that it's actually, if you go to a single pharmacy's website on there, you don't know that it's cosplusphormacies.com. It is, it's in the URL that it is, but it looks like that pharmacy's page. Okay, so it'd be like mm-hmm. cost plus pharmacy slash blueberry kind of deal? Sla- yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Huh. And we actually now have done it um, for our employer. We, we basically just made that employer have a white label version of our site. So instead of going, it looks like that employee, you know, um, instead of seeing blueberry, you'll see that employer, but it's just our pricing and then it connects them to you know, Blueberry's website. So it's all the same pricing. It's not like that employer gets, you know, anything different. Um, but it only shows the member price because that employer will have member prices for their employees. Any any pushback from the other cost plus pharmacy on your costplusphormacy.com? Is there any race there to trademark that or anything like that? I don't know. We yeah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> not I mean the domain was available, so if they wanted the the trademark it, they should have bought the domain, but <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. All sorts of interesting. Well, so, I think we're out of time, but this was really fun. I, I hope yeah, to one likewise. day be like, you know, I was there at the beginning of that. I, I knew Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, when yeah. you're a celebrity one day, I'll say, I, yeah. I, I knew Kyle. That's going to happen after this episode. I, I was, I was yeah. there when, this is going to help. I was there when pharmacy transformed mm-hmm. into uh, something new and, yep. and PBMs had outlived their usefulness. Yeah, uh, won't be you know, long. Because they long. went, they went from useful to greedy. Yep. Yes. Um, yep. To now, just in the way. And Kyle took them out. That's right. Kyle and Mark. Yeah. Long. You had to think about that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a lack of judgment caused by hunger. But gotcha. okay. well, Kyle, hopefully we'll get to see you again soon. Yes. And uh, sorry, we're gonna miss you at NCPA this weekend. Best. Yes. Yeah. Have best fun. wishes and uh, keep fighting the good fight. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, All right. Kyle. Talking to you both. Bye-bye. Right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.